with the air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, so many ways to catch the program now. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Uh, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Hey, check us out. Inside New Orleans show with Eric Asher. No matter where you listen to the program, thank you so much for listening to the show. We certainly appreciate it. Of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans show on Instagram. And uh, that means that you can uh, join the conversation, get involved, and uh, always looking forward to uh, 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 conversing with you guys on the uh, on uh, the social media platforms, and uh, uh, as as opinionated as I am on this program, that's uh, as opinionated maybe a little bit more on uh, on social media. So uh, uh, not always going to agree with me, but uh, again, I really uh, love engaging with you. So please, uh, again, uh, get involved on our social media platforms. Hey, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I mentioned this yesterday, and I and I, and I told you guys this was coming. Uh, We've now started our ninth season over at WLAE-TV. It's just so blessed. So I've met you so many times before. God is good. <laughs> 20 years on the radio, nine years on TV, uh, and uh, the, the, the show is going back to its original format. You know, and when COVID hit, we had to really, we, we, did, we thought we were going to have to stop the show uh, because of COVID-19, but uh, we, we were able to uh, at least go to one guest and to be separated, you know, by six feet, you know, all the rules that we had back then. Uh, and we've had to really kind of do that over the last couple of years. Uh, so, again, starting on Thursday, we are going back to our original format, which is a reporter's roundtable. Uh, and, and first up will be Gary Smith of NOLA.com and also the Wave Report, along with Renee Nato of uh, CrestedySports.com. So both those guys will be in studio with us on Thursday for, the, for the, again, the first um, uh, reporter's roundtable since uh, we uh, had the COVID-19 out- outbreak and all the shutdowns and uh, things that we had to deal with uh, back then, and I'm looking really forward to it. Look, I enjoyed the one-on-one conversations that we had with so many great guests over the last few years, but I just think that, again, it's just, you know, the, the, the concept I came up with when we came up with this program was a reporter's roundtable, to be able to get, you know, reporters together, some, again, that work together, some that don't, uh, and get them in a, in, a, in a situation where they're relaxed and they have the opportunity to give their opinions on what's happening in sports here in New Orleans. So we're getting back to that. Now, look, there will be certain guests that we bring on that will come on solo, that, again, we'll only have them as a guest, and, and it'll be them and I. Uh, and we did that, again, during uh, the time that we had these the um, Reporters Roundtable. That will continue, but for the most part, every week now we'll, we'll start having two guests uh, that will be able to pontificate on what's happening here uh, in the sports world, in the state of Louisiana, the city of New Orleans. And every once in a while, again, we, we, you know, we head out and we talk uh, on you know, national sports. But, again, what, what I do, what I do, uh, is, again, I, I, I talk local, and I, we do it on radio, we do it on TV, we do it also on, on the, on the um, social media platforms. So check us out. This Thursday, 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV, live, live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page, and then the first rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Look, there's a WLAE-TV 3 and, and 4. I, I'd be here all day long telling you how many rebroadcasts we have. But, again, the, the, the second set of rebroadcasts are on Friday night at 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show, 
show on Instagram, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and always on our uh, on our uh, website, ericasher.com. Again, Juan Kincaid was with us last week. It's up on the uh, website right now for you to be able to peruse uh, at your uh, at your leisure. Today on the program, we got a full show for you today, uh, and uh, we're going to start off with Maddie Hudak at uh, at four fifteen. Uh, she does a great job for Saints Wire, uh, again, uh, giving us the information on what's happening with your New Orleans Saints, but also as the Tulane sideline reporter. So she's at practice. She's seeing what's happening with the, with the Greenies up close and personal on, on, on game day, and she'll be joining us at 4.15 this afternoon to talk Tulane and Saints. Uh, J.C. Allen is with Pewter Report uh, in Tampa. Saints take on the Tampa Bay Bucks this Sunday uh, in the Dome. Uh, he will join us at 4.35, and we'll go behind enemy lines and, and see what's happening with, um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, after, again, the uh, win on Monday night against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, was that, no, it was Sunday night football, right? Yes, yeah, Sunday night. Um, and um, so, again, uh, we'll talk to um, J.C. about uh, the, uh, uh, the Bucks and how they're looking right now. they got, they got some injury issues. We'll, we'll talk about that. And then Ron Higgins will join us at 5.15. Uh, and, of course, he's with Tiger Details. Uh, we'll get an update on LSU Mississippi State. And then we'll finish up with Les East, award-winning journalist, accomplished author. He'll join us at uh, 5.35. We'll talk Saints, uh, LSU, and uh, we'll try to get Tulane in as well. Uh, this afternoon with Lessee. So I've got a lot to talk about today on the program. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, doesn't matter where you live. If you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your air conditioning system, it's Burkhardt. Look, they got 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. It's Burkhardt. Burkhardt, again, authorized to service all brands in the industry, authorized to sell some of the top brands on the market, and it doesn't matter whether, again, it's commercial, industrial, or residential, uh, they are ready for you. They can, again, install a new system uh, or again come in and repair the system that, that your existing system that you have only doing the work that's necessary honesty reliability it's Burkhardt acpromise.com that's acpromise.com just a moment uh, that if I could take out for again to be able to recognize one of the greats in the industry here in New Orleans uh, a lot of us grew up with the real Robert Mitchell on WTIX radio uh, and, of course, again, a, a long and illustrious career uh, for Robert Mitchell, uh, again, from, from, ta- from music radio to talk radio. Uh, he's one of the icons of the industry, not just here in New Orleans, but, again, around the world when you talk about radio. Uh, a real trailblazer when it comes to, uh, to radio. Unfortunately, again, he succumbed to cancer yesterday uh, and, and, and passed away. Robert Mitchell, again, one of, one of the uh, you know, great influences with so many individuals uh, in, in our city that, that got into the, into the um, broadcasting business. And, of course, um, his voice could be heard for decades here in the, in, in the city of New Orleans and beyond, and he will be missed. Bob Mitchell passes uh, from cancer. And, um, again, I know a lot of people uh, that, that, that I've worked with over the years, a lot of people that I know in this industry, again, uh, give a lot of credit to, to the Bob Mitchell and what he was able to do and able to shape their careers as a mentor, being there for them. And uh, Bob Mitchell, again, will, will be missed by all. Uh, the real Robert Mitchell passes uh, from cancer last night. And, again, please keep his family uh, in your prayers. All right, let's, let's get started. Matty Hudak is, joins us now, uh, Saints Wire, uh, Tulane sideline reporter, uh, on, on, and, of course, uh, does a great job for both. Uh, Matty, welcome to the show again. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. Good to be on. Matty, first of all, I mean, look, an incredible win for, uh, for, for Tulane against, again, a, an opponent was outmatched in Alcorn State on, on Saturday. But, you know, they continue to just to impress me 
with with again the plethora of weapons that they have on offense. And you know, I I, I posted this the other day, and I talked about it yesterday on the on the radio. You know, I go way back with Tulane, and I cannot think of a team in in, in my lifetime. Uh, that on paper right now, because we've only got two games in the season, where they may they, they have as many weapons uh, across the board. You're talking about wide receiver, you're talking about running back, quarterback, tight end. I mean, and 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 then depth at, at each position as well. You, you're there, you see them on a day in day out basis. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, the depth at wide receiver really sticks out to me as well, especially in comparison from last year. And a lot of them are the same guys, but just the, the caliber of coaching that we've seen this offseason, I think, has really elevated so many of them. Um, you kind of forget Shay Wyatt had a connection at Central Missouri with Jim Soboda, but given that he had such a strong connection with Michael Pratt in the 2021 season, it kind of makes sense that he would make such a jump. But, I mean, he had 110 yards after catch uh, against Alcorn State, and that's pretty astonishing to me. And, you know, you talk about these easy opponents, but I'm very much any given Saturday or Sunday, if you will, uh, anything can happen. And, you know, to pitch the first shutout for the team since 1997 and match their win total from last season, you know, go up 2-0 for the first time since 2002. Sure, you can point to the, you know, easy opponents, but I think it's just as easy to, to topple one of those games. We've seen it happen, you know, time and time again. But I think Michael Pratt's really stepped his game up. I think the offense just has an identity that you never really saw form at all last season and just their ability to all work in concert and kind of understand all of their roles. I, I just think you're right. There is really a plethora of weapons on the offense. You know, Maddie, let me say this. I am not knocking Tulane for playing UMass and Alcorn State. They had one of the toughest schedules in the nation last year. They play in a very tough conference. So, again, like any team, again, to try to tune up, you maybe want to get some some teams on that schedule that, again, man, again, are either easy wins or, again, the, again, the, the least teams that you feel like you have a pretty good chance of defeating. And then, and then you get a chance to be able to play a lot of players if you can get up on those teams. So I'm not apologizing for it. I'm, again, I'm glad Tulane has started 2-0. And this is really the, the litmus test for them going into Kansas State this week. But, again, offensively, they have been a juggernaut. Now, let me ask this. What are your thoughts, again, on the offensive line, on the defensive line, how they're looking in the trenches thus far? So the offensive line struggled a little bit early uh, in that Alcorn State game, but they pulled it together really well. And that's, again, something that was completely missing last year. Um, Michael Pratt, again, doing a better job of kind of handling that pressure in the pocket. Uh, but there were a couple blocks that were missed that led to, I think, you know, that early turnover uh, in the Alcorn State game in, in which, you know, the field goal, I believe, was blocked. We're still trying to figure out if anyone got a hand on it. But it's just, yeah, it's been such complimentary football, really, in a way that we just didn't see the year prior. Um, I, I think, not to say that it's kind of like a preseason, but it almost has been. And, and it's a great point that I think Willie Fritz had 130 guys played Last Saturday, yeah, that's really crucial experience, especially going into a game like Kansas State, where you could see some positions lose some guys uh, if it ends up being super physical. And so, to have that experience and playing time, you know, twice this season already is really helpful. And, and yeah, that that schedule last year was tough without the hurricane, but you add on the fact that they took on Oklahoma and Ole Miss while staying in a you know under renovation hotel in Birmingham with really no you know college football amenities uh that was really hard to kind of overcome so definitely don't take any wins for granted but that's kind of what we refer to this weekend as too is, is a real litmus test 
you know, we've seen such promise on offense. We've seen the tackling clean up on defense. We've seen the coverage really be sharp. Uh, they're actually leading the nation in pass efficiency defense right now, which, you know, I think there's only been, you know, seven completions against them at this point. But I'll be curious to see, you know, what position groups kind of step up against Kansas State because they're, they're a pretty, you know, strong attack. They have that really strong running back, uh, Vaughn, who I believe rushed for already 267 yards this season. And we've talked about the loss of Adonis Freelu on the defensive line. Uh, and I, I thought right. a lot of guys really stepped up last week to come up, you know, in a way that we didn't see in the first week. They, those, those running backs for Alcorn State had nowhere to go. And Darvion Howard for Alcorn State, you know, rushed for 196 yards against Sam Houston the week before. So it's not as if they were completely, you know, they had no plan on offense. It's just right. Tulane did a really, really good job of stifling all that they had. So, Given that this team, I think, has a better rushing attack than passing game, I think that'll probably be the most important test we'll see. All right, here's the biggest test of the season coming up, heading out to Manhattan, taking on, on Kansas State. Uh, just give me your thoughts on, again, how Tulane will attack uh, Kansas State uh, on Saturday. So offensively, I think, you know, kind of leaning on their rushing attack. You know, we've seen what the passing game can do, but, you know, teams that can cover better, I, I think, you know, Coach Fritz was saying they often drop eight into coverage, so that's going to be you know a hard day at the office for Pratt in, in the air. But we haven't really seen that many you know read options and RPOs yet, and I don't know if that's just kind of holding their cards close to their chest because it's probably not necessary to implement in those first two weeks. But you know you almost forget how much of a threat Michael Pratt is on the ground. We just haven't had to see him use his legs that much this season quite yet. So you know, kind of seeing them play off that mobility by Pratt, I think will help a lot of things. Um, and then just defensively, I mean, they, they just have to stop the run. I think that really is what, you know, the game plan is. But, I, you know, as much as we love passing games in football, I really do think this could end up kind of being a grinder on both sides that comes down to the trenches. So, you know, trying to see if they're able to kind of compensate for Adonis Freelou there or if they have to keep using those four linebacker sets that have been, you know, pretty successful in the last two games with Jesus Machado and Corey Platt coming in while Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson kind of help set the edge on the line. Yeah, you lose a guy in coverage, but the guys that are on the secondary, they all like to defend the run too, which has stuck out to me. You know, you see Lummy Young and Larry Brooks coming up to make tackles. Macon Clark is all over the backfield blitzing at, at that. So I think just really overwhelming them in the trenches is kind of going to be the game plan on both sides. Now, Kansas State, I guess, uh, undefeated, uh, again, beating Missouri and also, again, uh, South Dakota. Um, um, Size-wise, again, Tulane has really had the advantage over the first two weeks. How do they match up against uh, Kansas State? Uh, I'm not entirely sure on a specific basis, but I'm going to guess, you know, Power 5 opponent probably on the larger side. Um, right. Yeah, that's really, again, going back to that loss of Adonis Freelou. He had about 30 pounds on the closest backup, yes. so – that was kind of the concern with losing him uh, on that line was being able to stop the run in that facet. But I also think you can compensate for size with really good coaching and, and you know, getting those fundamentals down, like gap integrity, setting the edge. You mm -hmm. could tell kind of how those uh, adjustments were made from week one to week two already, uh, especially in that aspect where, you know, again, especially watching from the sidelines really gives you kind of that ability to see, how open the run game is or how not open it is. And I, like I said, it was just like running into a brick wall at times. So 
If the size advantage is with Kansas State, yeah, you could probably, you know, get a power run on third and short over that line. But if the trenches just kind of hold up size aside, I think Tulane makes up for a lot in spite that they have. And that showed last season to me, too. You know, in the Oklahoma game, that was all heart. But second half of the season was almost frustrating because there were so many fourth quarter comebacks. But they really kept in every single game last year. And pulling out that week, I think, 11 win, it was pretty meaningless at that point. And I, there wasn't really much to play for at that point in the season. And yet Tulane came out and really dominated. So I think they've shown that they can really hang you know, with the big dogs, health permitting. Um, and I think this weekend will be a really true test of mental toughness. Look, Matty, Matty Hudak is with us. If the trenches hold up, there is no doubt, again, when you look at, again, uh, the, the second and, and third levels of the lane defense, so far they played very, very well, really like the linebackers. And then we've just talked about the plethora of talent they have on offense. If, if Pratt has time to be able to deliver the football, if there are holes open for Tajay Spears and company, uh, they're going to be able to hang with them offensively. Yeah, and Michael Pratt has made a point to point out how much time he's had back there in the pocket, and you could tell – he almost looked surprised at times once those protection issues kind of quickly were adjusted um, and they weren't really of issue at all in the first game. You know, it was almost surprising to him that he was able to go through all of his reads and then perhaps look back to his first read. And so many times these guys took off and it looked like they thought they were going to get stopped and suddenly they were able to take off for five, ten more yards. So just that, that pass protection really has stuck out. And if you give Pratt time back there, You've already kind of seen, I think, his game grow in just those two showings so far. You know, he had his career-high 318 passing yards, his 72-yard pass to uh, Shea Wyatt was his longest touchdown he's ever thrown. And, uh, again, you can point to the opponent, but I could also point to the perfect ball placement that allowed that to go for a touchdown. I think his touch on his shorter throws is a lot more improved as well. Having that baseball background, I think, you know, he's really worked on his mechanics. And he just looks healthier this year. He looks like he has that poise that you could see at times last year, but you didn't really see what you saw in 2020 so much. Um, and then again, you know, that's just talking about his game in the air. He really is a very elusive and powerful runner, and that really offers Tulane, I think, a lot of you know layers to this offense. And having guys like Lawrence Keith join on and Day Day McDougal, mm-hmm. his high school and middle school teammate. And then just building on that chemistry with guys like Shea Wyatt and Jaquan Jackson, who's also done really well uh, this season thus far. So we pointed to the weapons, but you need the guy under center to perform. And I think he's really done just that. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's definitely matured uh, for sure. Uh, I want to switch to the Saints for just a couple minutes uh, before we let you go. Saints, again, with uh, the largest fourth quarter comeback in Saints history, 16 points coming back and, and beating the Falcons 27-26. Your synopsis of the game. Well, I thought it was the craziest fourth quarter I'd see in week one, and then the Seahawks-Broncos uh, game happened last night. Right. But, I mean, for everything that went wrong, the fact that there is more, I think, positive to take away. So the issues that we kind of already knew were there were there. You know, I, the Saints have an issue with mobile quarterbacks and offenses that can kind of play off of that. They really, you know, were beat by the read option for about three quarters, except for Pete Warner, who was all over the place. Uh, I thought individual performances really stuck out in that game as well. But, you know, it looks kind of like last year for, quite honestly, the first three quarters where Taysom Hill was really the only answer on offense. Uh, and he really seems to just have the Falcons number every single time. But, you know, what, what Jameis Winston was able to do in the fourth quarter, they, they had four first downs, I believe, until the fourth quarter. Two of those were 
by Taysom Hill, and not a single one was passing. The other was a penalty. Uh, Davis Winston threw 10 passing first downs in the fourth quarter, threw for 75 yards on that first touchdown drive. And, you know, seeing Michael Thomas back out there, it took him a little while to get back into the game. But once he did, it's like he hadn't been out of the game for two years, which is astonishing to think. But just his reliability and his uh, just sure hands helped so much, I think. And we didn't even really see knockout performances by some guys like Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. They had really good moments, but to think that wasn't even really the best that they saw, the only knock I point to on offense was, you know, the offensive line kind of needs to shore up a little quicker than the fourth quarter, but the defense barring the pass rush, it's hard for me to criticize a secondary where there's absolutely, you know, there's six seconds in the pocket on some plays and the fact that Bradley Roby was sliding in for a Debo, Justin Evans was new in the slot. We had two new safeties in Marcus May and Tyron Matthew and Pete Werner taking over Quan Alexander's role kind of full time. I thought that part of the defense specifically was really impressive throughout. Saints signed Latavius Murray today. Alvin Kamara's dealing with a, a rib injury. Uh, makes you wonder how severe that injury is. Yeah, I, I kind of was not mad to see the Latavius Murray signing at all just because I agree. Alvin Kamara aside, you know, that the depth in that room to me is just not that great when you have Mark Ingram on what his 11th season and Tony Jones Jr. and then Dwayne Washington, who's been hurt. Uh, I don't really like seeing Kamara run the ball that often, to be honest with you. you know, I, I like when he's involved more in the passing game. I understand he's a running back, but I think relying on him too much is kind of how he gets hurt back there. And Latavius Murray was always someone that you would expect to kind of come in and get those two extra yards and not have to put Kamara out there and kind of you know risk things in situations he might not necessarily need to be in for for his skill set. So I don't, I don't know if it's that serious to Alvin Kamara. I've always found that they take a very delicate approach with him, though, and I think that's the mm-hmm. right thing to do. When you look at someone like Christian McCaffrey, who, in my opinion, has just been chronically mismanaged by the Panthers, uh, you know, the knee injury last year to Kamara, should he have needed four weeks to sit out? Maybe not, but you don't ever really see injuries recur or nag with Alvin Kamara, which I think is a really important point as well. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what you got coming up for us at Saint, uh, on Saints Wire uh, this week? Well, I just released my film uh, analysis of the last game uh, today, this morning. So if you're curious about some standouts on defense, mm-hmm. I have that coming. Might look at um, you know their defense against the Buccaneers, but at the same time, what is there really more to, to say other than this is the pass rush's time to shine and everyone else just fall into place accordingly. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, um, uh, big one for, for Tulane. This is a, this is a real litmus test for the, for the team this week against Kansas state. They get this one. They're well on their way for a really good season. Oh yeah. This, they get this one, you know, conference championship and, and a bowl game are, are, you know, should be expected at that point. Yes, I agree. No doubt. Always good to have you on the program. Let the folks know how they can follow you on social media. And once again, how they can check out all your writings. Sure. Uh, Twitter is the best hub for everything, at Maddie Hudak underscore 94. And I write for USA Today's Saints Wire, and I typically link my articles there. And if you're interested in tuning into our broadcast uh, for the Tulane Kansas State game, that is, as always, on 104.1 The Spot here in New Orleans. Thank you so much, Maddie. Great job, as always. We'll check in with you soon. Thanks, Eric. Talk soon. All right, that's, uh, that's Maddie Hudak. Do a great job. Great job. Saints Wire, always good to be able to read her stuff. And, of course, uh, that was a great job on the sidelines, again, um, for, uh, for the uh, Tulane broadcast team. 
Uh, looking forward to Kansas State Tulane this weekend. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire. You know, I, 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 I kind of glaze over this, but they do it all, okay? Simple oil chains, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust system or suspension system. Uh, you need help on your climate control system, they can do that. Electronic system, they got you covered. They're experts when it comes, again, keeping your vehicle on the road. Add the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Again, and also something that fits everyone's budget. You can finance that as well. Uh, you can also go online at southerntire.com and choose the tires you want. Order them there and have them ready for you when you go to Southern Tire. The latest diagnostic equipment you can get at the dealership. And then, of course, more diagnostic equipment that maybe the dealership has. Uh, man, if your car's out of warranty and you got a fleet account, Man, I tell you right now, there's only one place to go. It's Southern Tire, owned by the owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from eight to six. Saturday from eight to three. Five zero four seven three seven one five five eight is the phone number. Go to SouthernTire.com. Check out all the services they provide for their customers. That's right. You don't hang around this city working on automobiles uh, again uh, since 1972. Uh, unless you're doing something right, the Piazza family is a, is a family you can trust. It's Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Look out for an accident on the 610 on the westbound side at Canal Boulevard. Your delay is going to be solid on the 610 westbound at Canal Boulevard. In the meantime, look out for delays steady on 10 westbound for more leans to Canal and delays pick back up 10 westbound at Clearview. Look out for delays steady 10 eastbound for more leans to the high-rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, look out for delays steady from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. 
They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Also, um, don't forget, uh, coming up in hour number two, we're going to have Ron Higgins talking uh, LSU. We'll finish off with Lessie's talking LSU, Saints, and, uh, and Tulane. Uh, I want to thank Maddie Hudak uh, for her time. Again, Saint, uh, Tulane sideline reporter. And also, again, does a great job writing for USA Today's Saints Wire. Um, uh, coming up next now, again, we're going to be joined. I'm going to talk a little uh, – uh, about the Tempe Buccaneers who come into the uh, Superdome on Sunday. Uh, he writes for a pewter report. J.C. Allen joins us on the program as we go behind enemy lines. J.C., welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Happy to chop it up. Uh, Buck Saints week is always a big one, so happy to be here and chop it up. Beautiful. First of all, let's, let's, let's talk about um, – uh, the, the, the Bucks coming off a big win against Dallas. A uh, little bit of, again, uh, injury on, on, injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Tampa obviously had to um, uh, change the, uh, the, the, the center and two guards in the offseason. And then, of course, Smith has the what, hyperextended elbow. Uh, talk a little bit about your offensive line uh, uh, going into this game. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there's been injuries that have Ryan Jensen, the Pro Bowl center, the biggest one. Ali Marpet retired in the offseason. Pro Bowl guard, and then Ryan Kappa departed for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals in free agency. Jason Light was quick to act, though, and he brought in Shaq Mason in a trade with the New England Patriots, who is an upgrade over Alex Kappa. Now, with Ryan Jensen going down, you know, thrusting second-year center uh, Robert Hainsey into the mix, and uh, with, with Ali Marpet gone, now you're relying on uh, second-round rookie Luke Gedeke to come in. But, you know, I was very encouraged by what I saw by both of those guys. In, the, in their first NFL starts, um, you know, very well, dem- demonstrated very well in the running game and the passing game. There are some things to work on, but thankfully Brady's got one of the quickest releases in the game, and he was able to hide some of those deficiencies. At left tackle, there's a big question mark with Donovan Smith with that hyperextended elbow. You know, it's more of a pain tolerance thing. Will he be able to go against the Saints and still up in the air? If not, they'll be relying on Josh Wells, who let up a pretty bad sack uh, on Sunday night against Micah Parsons, but rebounded pretty well from it. But They'll do much better if they have uh, Donovan Smith in there. And we know the rivaled history between Donovan Smith and Cam Jordan. So it's definitely a yeah. matchup you want to see as well. No doubt. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Chris Godwin, another guy that's, that's suffering again with, with injuries right now. Uh, again, he's, he is always a force when he's on the field. Is he expected to play on Sunday? It doesn't look like it. And you're right. I mean, coming back, obviously injured in that Saints game last year, coming back nine months removed from the ACL tear. He started the game up with a 24-yard uh, screen pass for, for, you know, and looked really good in that. Um, but unfortunately, hamstring injuries has been the death knell for this team. 
throughout the throughout camp. You had Mike Evans with one, Russell Gage recovering from one, and now Chris Godwin. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to go this week, but uh, it looks like maybe in time for their week four tilt against the Chiefs, he might be able to come back, and that's looking optimistic. So no Chris Godwin in here. Hopefully Russell Gage will be a little more healthier and, and be able to contribute in that role, though. How's Julio Jones look for the thus far through preseason and, and the first game against Dallas? Julio Jones has looked like Julio Jones. Like if you if you're worrying about him regressing at all, uh, or, or those last two seasons he had with the, with the injuries, I don't think you need to worry about that thus far. He's looked sharp in camp and proved that out there on the field with a 48 yard bomb, and he had two of the fastest runs out of any player in the NFL on his 48 yard uh, catch that he made and a 12 yard uh, end around run that he had too. Faster speeds than guys like Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddle, Zay Jones, uh, he's still got the Jets, he's still got the hands, and he's assimilating very well into this offense. So, I mean, you look at what he's been able to do against New Orleans in 18 career games, 102 receptions, 73 first downs, 89-yard average per game, 15-yard average per catch. He's definitely someone that they're going to have to worry about on the outside opposite of Mike Evans for sure. Pretty good around receiving core when you throw Evans and Julio Jones in together. Two guys have been one of the best in the NFL. Gage, uh, the former Ty- LSU Tiger coming over from Atlanta. And, of course, you all bring in Perryman as well. Uh, and, then, and then you throw Godwin in the mix. That's that's a pretty strong wide receiving core. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bucks they, they went about this last year when, in that Rams game. They were down to Cameron Brait playing wide receiver. So, obviously, they had Chris Godwin go down in that Saints game. Antonio Brown go shirtless in the Jets game. Uh, so they wanted to make sure that they had enough depth at the wide receiving uh, position. And Russell Gage coming in, uh, he's looked phenomenal in camp before he had that hamstring injury flare-up, um, was catching pretty much everything Brady was throwing to him. Some of the guys on defense were saying he's running routes that are just uncoverable. Uh, that's how much separation and how, how shifty he was able to do. Obviously, he's someone who played at LSU, so I'm sure your fans are quite familiar with him back in, back in the day. Uh, and, and Mike Evans is still Mike Evans, one of the most underrated, under unheralded, wide receivers in the game, and you saw what he was able to do last week once it started getting open with that beautiful one-handed touchdown grab. And we know the history there between Mike Evans oh. and Marshawn Lattimore, so oh. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an entertaining matchup for sure. It, it's a war every time those two, two guys get on the field against oh, yeah. each other. No, no doubt about it. And, of course, now you know we don't know if Paulson and Debo will be back and you know, who's going to end up covering uh, Julio Jones. Could be Roby if Roby plays the opposite corner uh, from, um, uh, from Lattimore. But, again, the tight end position, you guys are playing some young players right now. And of course, we know about Cameron Braith. He was here in New Orleans on the practice squad, ended up heading, heading over to Tampa, had a great career. Gronk is gone. On, but you've got a couple of young, young tight ends that are playing now. Yeah, Kada and who they drafted as the first overall pick in the fourth round, he's looked phenomenal, uh, both as a blocker and as a receiver. Uh, you know, he's a guy who came in, I thought he'd maybe wait a year, have to put on an extra bit of muscle, but he's been able to step up to the challenge and, and do everything the coaching staff has asked for him to the point where he was actually active over Kyle Rudolph this past week, which was surprising to many. But, you know, he's, he showed out, and he's, and he's earned it. And Cole Keith, man, Cole Keith, when you guys see him, uh, you're not going to like him. He is a mauler in the, in the run game, uh, just an absolute dominant blocker. Uh, he, he pretty much handled um, uh, Van Der Esch all week last, last Sunday and to the, punished him pretty much all game. He'll line up as a fullback, line up as an H-back. He's got underrated hands, but they didn't utilize them in that game. Um, but, yeah, they, they've got trust in these two young tight ends, and, Everything that we've seen in camp and practice, preseason games, and now this first game, uh, you know, really assures uh, those selections that they made. J.C. Allen, Pewter Report, is our guest, talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they come into the Dome on Sunday and take on the Saints. Um, 
Uh, JC, uh, of course, you know, we know a lot about Leonard Fournette, you know, homegrown here in New Orleans, LSU Tiger. There was a lot of talk about him going into camp overweight. I watched him on Sunday night. He, he didn't look like he was overweight at all. Yeah, no, that was blown out of proportion to the nth degree. I think, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette knows what he needs to do to get back into football shape. And it's the offseason. Let the guy live a little bit, right? But he came back. He signed a three-year, $21 million uh, deal with the Buccaneers this offseason. And, and I wrote about it um, going into this game. He's looking, he looks like he's running with a renewed vigor. Um, and, you know, he put up 127 yards on the ground last week, good for fifth overall in the NFL. He's still a threat as a receiving back. He's still a threat um, as a pass protector, which he's really improved on the last two years. And that's going to be the key to the game, I think, for the Bucks is, is getting that run game established. You look at what the Saints allowed last week um, against the Falcons, or this past Sunday against the Falcons, you know, over 200 yards rushing on the ground. And that's kind of been the Achilles heel for the Bucks. They haven't been able to get that running game going against a team like the Saints, which has allowed mm-hmm. those defensive ends and, and linebackers to kind of pin their ears back and, and get after Tom Brady. That's something that they want to correct and fix and, and really attack the Saints in the running game, and Leonard Fournette's going to be a huge part of that. Uh, the kid White, I, I saw on, on Sunday night, he's getting uh, quite a few carries as well, the, uh, the youngster. Yeah, he's, he's a very versatile guy. I mean, you've seen him there. We, we saw two running backs in the backfield at some mm-hmm. point with him and Fournette. Uh, he's a great receiver back. He's been improving in pass pro. Uh, and, and he's just a very underrated back. He's got very great vision. You know, he's been compared to guys like Le'Veon Bell with his vision. And, uh, you know, the Bucks have seen a lot in him throughout training camp and preseason that they made him the number two running back over a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn, who's been here for, you know, two years longer than him, and a veteran like Giovanni Bernard. They have a lot of trust in him. And uh, as the season develops, I think we'll see him a lot more kind of keep Lenny mm-hmm. fresh. But, Right now, the, the onus on the Bucks is, is having that balance, establishing that running game presence. And Lenny's going to be the guy to do it. But if he needs a spell or if they're getting towards the end of the game, which they kind of have it out of, out of reach, um, which happened last night um, or, or Sunday night, rather, Rashad White's going to come in and he's going to try to make some magic happen. And, and he's a big play waiting to happen anytime he's on the field. Yeah. You know, J.C., everybody keeps waiting for the decline of Tom Brady. I'm, I'm watching him on Sunday night. It didn't seem like, again, he, he dropped off any. You've had a chance to see him in training camp when he was there and now again the first game. Your thoughts on Brady? Yeah, Brady's looked sharp every single step of the way. I mean, he just continues. It's like father time doesn't exist for him. He's just um, one of the best at getting rid of the ball, um, you know, calling out protection to give him that extra time finding the open wide receiver. He doesn't care who it is. If you're open, he's going to throw it to you. And, you know, he's, he's got extra, he's got more zip on the ball than I ever saw him, you know, in those last couple of years in New England. And he, his deep ball still on point, as you could see from those two throws to Julio Jones. One, you know, was just missed, but the other one, 48 yards uh, down the field. Uh, Tom Brady is not regressing anytime soon. Probably got robbed of the MVP last year. And he's on a good, be- good track this year to, you know, at least be up in the top five, top 10, in passing yards and touchdowns, he's uh, he's definitely he's definitely a rare breed. I don't know how yeah. he continues to do it at 45 years old, but he does. 
Now, the only way, again, you can even rattle him is to get the pressure up the middle. We'll see again if the Saints can duplicate what they've been able to do over the last four games during the regular season. But it's interesting, in the offseason, the mirror images of what we've seen between Tampa and New Orleans, uh, when, when you look, again, the changes at the top, you know, elevating of Todd Bowles, again, uh, uh, the, the offensive coordinator in Lefford staying the same, uh, the, the, the co-defensive coordinators, and, of course, the special teams uh, 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 coach also staying the same, coordinator staying the same, pretty much exactly what happened here in New Orleans. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you are a, a good franchise, good organization, which both of, I think both of these are uh, with good ownership, you, you recognize that the staff you have in place, the staff that's got you success, um, is going to be vital to continue that. And, and, you know, with Bruce Arian stepping down, he realized that, hey, you know, I've been there, done that, I've won a Super Bowl. Um, I've got an opportunity to give my guys, not just my guy, a spot to become a head coach, but to kind of, keep the entire staff together. And by also doing that, making sure that if, you know, he stepped down, there wasn't an external, you know, coaching candidates that were coming in and they were interviewing them. And now, you know, they're breaking up the staff. It keeps the familiarity around for all the players, keeps the familiarity around with the front office um, and really just builds that camaraderie even more, builds that culture even more. Um, I think, as you know, Sean Payton brought in a winning culture to the Saints and changed sure. how they were perceived overnight. And I think if you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians did the same thing. Sure, he had Tom Brady to help him as well. Um, ultimately, both of those coaches won a Super Bowl. And now when you look at the Saints, you're not talking about the Aints. So when you look at the Bucs, you're not talking about the Yuccaneers. Um, yeah. And you're not talking about one of the losingest franchises in football. You're talking about Super Bowl contenders. And, uh, you know, the Saints, I think, They've got some really good pieces. It's going to come down to Jameis, whether they're going to be able to make some noise in this, in this uh, run. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, both of those coaches uh, realize that, hey, if I'm going to step away from the game, let's make sure it's in good hands, someone I trust, someone who's going to keep the coaching guys, the family, the, the camaraderie, the, the, the culture that I built in place. And I think Peyton and Bruce Arians both did that with, it, with stepping down and promoting uh, Dennis oh. Allen and, and Todd Bowles. Definitely great. J.C. Allen with us for a few more minutes from Pewter Report. Defensively, they look pretty much the same. Dominican Sue is gone. Former Saint Akeem Hicks is now uh, is now manning his spot. Uh, they have two of the uh, of the best linebackers in the NFL with former LSU uh, Tiger Devin White and Levante David. You know, again, one of the reasons why Kamara has not been as effective as he has been against most teams than against Tampa is because of the ability of White to be able to take him one on one. Of course, he's suffering with a rib injury right now. We're not sure what's going to happen with him on Sunday. Uh, but this is still, a, 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 again, a, a vaunted defense that Tampa brings to the table every Sunday. Yeah, and I think they improved. I mean, not to take any away from the Dom Kasuk, he was a great player, had six sacks last year, but he was 35. You know, you're, 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 you're starting to get up in, in age, especially as a defensive tackle. Now, Akeem Hicks is no spring chicken. He's 32 himself. But what Br- Akeem Hicks brings is athleticism. Uh, he's, got, he's just as strong, just as powerful, just as dominant in the running game. But his size, he's a little bit bigger, and his speed um, that he can utilize really make the difference there. And having a guy his size next to Vita Vea really becomes a very difficult problem for yeah. NFL offensive lines. And we saw that. Who do you double? Because, you know, it's going to take at least three of your blockers to, t- to contain these two men when they're on the field together. And then, you know, you mentioned the linebacking core. Devin White, two sacks last year, uh, I mean, last week against the, the Cowboys, was all over the place, sideline to sideline, speed range. I really think this is a year that he really improves, not only in coverage, but puts everything together and has a really fantastic run. And then you look at Antoine Winfield Jr. learning a new spot. He's playing nickel mm-hmm. 
of the nickelback now. Uh, Logan Ryan was brought in. He's playing free safety when they're in that nickel formation with Antoine Winfield moving down in that nickel spot, which they play a, uh, you know, predominantly out of. And, uh, you know, he had an interception and, and continued to look good. Three stops, eight tackles, um, you know, read a, a screen pass right away and was able to stop it being, you know, closer to the, uh, to the offensive line of scrimmage. So there's definitely some new wrinkles and some new versatile pieces that Todd Bowles can use around and, and change throughout the game that's going to give him he, at, at least at what he thinks is an edge against any opponent. And, you know, they're going to be another top – group against the run and I think I see a lot more turnovers they led the league in turnovers last year but I think I can see a lot more turnovers and sacks in their future this year uh JC Saints have had the last have won the last four during the regular season what do the Bucks have to do to change that yeah well you look at the matchup and it's, it's funny because the Bucks have played pretty dang well when they're in New Orleans it's when they've come back home and played them in the later season I mean 9-0 last year 9-0 uh, shut out last year and then 38 to 30 in, in 2020, but those, those games in 2021, uh, you know, 36 to 27, that's a close game, 34 to 23. That's a close game. Um, they've, they've got to be able to establish the run. Uh, and I think it starts there. You cannot let uh, guys like Marcus Davenport and, and Cam Jordan just tee off the Mario Davis on blitz. They can't just tee off on you on Tom Brady all night. If you establish the run, which they haven't been able to do at all against those teams, it's going to be a more balanced offense which is going to give Tom Brady more time to be able to, to dissect the field and, and throw the ball. So, plus you're going to run, run out some more clock, which is always good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, that stat is – that 4-0 stat is always going to be shat, overshadowed by the, the playoff uh, loss, that, sure. you know, the playoff victory that, that the, the Bucks had. But uh, I, I think the recipe is there this year. I think it's going to be a really close game this week. And, you know, if they can bring that run game, establish it, they can shut down the running game, which they have, you know, pretty much been able to do against the Saints, and really play lockdown coverage against them. You know, Michael Thomas is back, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. They can play really good coverage against those guys. They've got a really chance to go in there and, and beat the Saints at home. Well, I know Tom Brady's happy to see Jake Gardner Johnson is no longer a Saint. Uh, that's for right. sure. Yeah, no doubt right. about that. Yeah. JC, if people want to, sure. yeah, if, if if people want to follow you on social media, they want to check out uh, what's going on with the Pewter Report. How can they do that? Yeah, guys, follow me at, at J.C. Allen NFL. I know there's some rivalry between the Bucks and, and the Saints, but look, I'm a football fan first, right? So I want to learn as much as I can about all the NFL teams and, and what they're doing and what's going on. So if that's you, you want to follow me at J.C. Allen NFL uh, on Twitter, please go ahead and do so. I'm your one-stop shop for everything Bucks. Follow us at pewterreport.com, at pewterreport on Twitter. Uh, for all the latest Bucks, we'll have, be having our previews out. We have podcasts every day. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to follow follow me or follow us there, I appreciate it. If not, have a great day. <laughs> there you go. JC, thanks for your time. We'll check in with you again as the Saints and Bucks meet later on in the season. Uh, but, uh, again, um, uh, I'd, I'd say best of luck, but uh, there's no way we, we're going to give you any best of luck today coming into <laughs> right, Sunday. Right, right. And I'm sure, I'm sure the feeling is teams, mutual. I want both teams just to have fun. No. But, yeah, it's go. been a blast to be on here, and we'll definitely link up later in the season. There you go. Thank you, J.C. Appreciate your time. All right, that's J.C. Allen, Pewter Report. Uh, again, uh, at J.C. Allen NFL on Twitter. All right, don't forget about my friends over at uh, uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Uh, again, if you're looking for a company you can trust when you're uh, adding an AC system to your home, your business, maybe it's commercial, industrial, residential, they got you covered. They are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. All they have is crews that, that, that put in and install uh, 
uh, air conditioning systems. Uh, again, uh, doing the continuing education to keep them up with the latest. Uh, and, and again, Nate certified technicians to boot. Uh, if you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your air conditioning system, whether you're looking for a new system or again the existing system needs work, it's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. And you know I'm being nice there, right? Because you know we're going to kick some bucks ass this week, right? Yeah, you're right. Just going to be nice to the guests coming from Tampa. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with Celebrity Chef Scott Craig with Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppoly. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Dell's semi-annual sale has arrived, and now's your chance to get some of our best prices guaranteed. Save big on top tech, including XPS and Alienware computers powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. You'll also save on monitors, docks, mice, and more must-have accessories. Plus, free shipping on everything. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL to take advantage of great deals during our signature savings event. I want to thank uh, Manny Houdat of uh, uh, Saints Wire and also, again, this Tulane sideline reporter, J.C. Allen of uh, Pewter Report for joining us in hour number one. Ron Higgins joins us in hour number two, talking LSU. Les East, we'll talk everything with him. Saints, LSU, Tulane, that's coming up in hour number two. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, again, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up. I would move. serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Give me some truth. 
Hey, baby! We're gonna be here all day! We're gonna be here all day, baby! I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Eric Asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, also, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. Our social media platforms are at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and of course, uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base when your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you check us out. If you're listening to us today right now on, on the Anchor app or on your favorite podcasting platform, on our digital platforms or, again, on the World Wide Web or on the airwaves at 106.1 FM, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your support of our sponsors, and we appreciate you checking out our program. And don't forget about the award-winning Inside the Wall Sports this week. We go back to our original format uh, after, again, nine years uh, on the air uh, on WLAE-TV. Uh, we will have uh, Renee Nato of CrestedySports.com along with Gary Smith of The Wave Report at Dolo.com as our inaugural uh, guest as we go back to the original uh, Reporters Roundtable format. Uh, check us out Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Then here come the rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLATV2. Friday night, Pelican Sports Television uh, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at EricAsher.com. Always on the WLATV YouTube page. And always on our social media platforms uh, as well. Looking forward to, again, having those guys uh, starting again um, our uh, Reporters Roundtable. And, um, of course, I also want to thank our guest in the first hour, Matty Hudak of, uh, uh, of the uh, Saints Report. I'm sorry, Saints Wire. And also uh, the Tulane Sideline Reporter and uh, J.C. Allen of Pewter Report. Uh, and he'll be with us again when, we, when, when the Saints play Tampa later on uh, in the season. And, look, I think it's going to be. Uh, first of all, having, not having Kamara, if that's a possibility. Remember, the Saints did sign Latavius Murray, something I talked about and campaigned for uh, in the, um, uh, in, in the, in the uh, offseason leading into, uh, into training camp. I understand why they do it now. See, the Saints do this every year. You know, again, once the first game is played, then you don't have to be able to guarantee a vested veteran's contract for the full year. So that's when you can bring in these vested veterans, and then you're not on the hook again with the guaranteed money. So they bring in Murray. Murray knows the system. He's a big back. If something was to happen to Mark Ingram down the line, he's a guy that could come in there and, and, and fill in. Uh, but this, don't, this not, let's not, let's not uh, make any mistakes here. Uh, this team needs Alvin Kamara. Uh, they, they needed Kamara more last week, in my opinion. They didn't run the ball enough. Uh, and, of course, yes, they've got great um, um, 
skill position players, especially at the wide receiver position right now. You're seeing Alave and, and of course, Landry and now Thomas come, come on. Uh, but you still need Kamara back there. And hopefully, again, that, that rib injury is not too serious, like uh, uh, Dennis Allen said, said on Monday. Uh, but looking forward to, to this game. Look, uh, uh, Tampa's going to be physical up front. You, you, you heard uh, uh, JC talk about, you know, with Akeem Hicks and, and, uh, and now Vita Vey, uh, uh, uh in, on the inside. Look, I've talked about uh, what I think is, again, uh, one of the best linebacking cores in the NFL when you talk about uh, David and, and also uh, 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 White. Uh, you throw in Shaq Barrett, again, who can rush the passer. Uh, they are good at every level of their defense. And it's going to be a challenge, especially going to be a challenge on the inside when you talk about Veda and also um, Akeem Hicks uh, going up against what I think is the weakest part of the Saints' offensive line right now. You know, uh, you know, you can continue to try try to be able to push this this narrative of uh, you know that uh, uh, that Ruiz is a is a bona fide NFL guard. He hasn't proved it yet. You know, again, we heard all through training camp, man, he's coming on, he's coming on. Played like crap last week. Okay, he did. Just did tell him like it is. Um, you know, he hasn't been able to hold up. He's a center coming out of Michigan. They move him to guard. Uh, Eric McCoy is one of the best centers in the NFL. He's not moving in that position. Uh, but I think the experiment at guard is failing, okay? He's, just, he, he's not consistent. And let's face it, Andres Pete is a, is a very good run blocker. But uh, go in your mind's eye and, and, and think about uh, Breeze getting clobbered and, and, and getting injured toward the end of his, of his career. Uh, who was really responsible for that in a lot of cases? Andres Pete whiffing on a block. We've seen it all the time. He's just not a great pass blocker. And, again, I was mentioning this to my producer in, 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 the, in the break. You know, had, sitting, being next to Armstead, he covered up for a lot of mistakes for, for, for Andres Pete. He's not there anymore. You know, so, I mean, you, you got a guy in James Hurst who's a journeyman. He's a nice player. He's not Teron Armstead, okay? He's not Teron Armstead. So the, the Saints offensive line, uh, again, they could not hold up against the Atlanta offensive line until the fourth quarter when they went to more of a tempo offense. Uh, they, are, they have their work cut out for them this week against a bona fide defensive line, and really across the board on all three levels uh, when, when it comes to the, um, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on defense. Now, offensively, look, uh, I know J.C. is all excited about the interior of his offensive line. Let me tell you something right now. Uh, the way to beat Tom Brady is to put pressure on him up the middle, and the fact that they lost, again, three of their top players uh, to injury or to offseason, uh, to retirement uh, on, on the inside, Look, uh, the, the, the Saints can make hay there. Also, again, with Smith out, uh, and look, uh, Smith is a, is a great player, but Cam Jordan has owned him, okay? He's owned him. So you're going to put him out there with a hyperextended elbow? Come on. Uh, that, that's where the Saints can really, uh, again, maybe t- take advantage of, of, of the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is up front. Uh, they, but they got to play like, again, they were as advertised. They didn't do that last week until the fourth quarter. Uh, you, know, you just can't show up and expect Tampa to roll over because you beat them the last four games. I mean, you heard J.C. slip it in. Yeah, yeah, y'all beat us the last four times, but, again, we beat you in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, well, no, the Saints beat themselves in the playoffs because of all the penalties. And we go, again, there's, there's, a two, there's two sides of that story. Uh, but it is what it is. Look, you know, tap, tap them on, on the shoulder. Uh, you know, give them their props. They, they want it when it counts, which is in the playoffs. Saints got to come in with a different mindset this week. And, uh, and, and, of course, that means that, again, four quarters of football against the, against the division champs. 
I believe the Saints are, are every bit as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. they got to prove it on the field, though, this weekend. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, uh, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. If you're looking for a generator, they got you covered. Burkhardt takes care of the whole process from perming, permitting to planning to inspections. They do it all. Uh, again, they got a dedicated generator team that's there for you. Uh, Jason Burkhardt will come in, sit down for, with you, make sure, again, you understand uh, or the, uh, what, what the options are in terms of a generator. Uh, remember, Burkhardt has generators in stock at their warehouse in Mandeville, ready to install in your home or business right now. At Burkhardt, they do a single-day install for you. You can finance that over time with low monthly notes. They'll do a new install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install for you. And then there's 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need for your generator in stock at Burkhardt's warehouse in Mandeville. You need help with a generator or you're looking for a generator for your home or business? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. All right, let's shift gears to LSU. Coming off again, a, 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 uh, again, a, uh, a lopsided victory against Southern, but it was really was more than, than about the game. This was about Baton Rouge. This was about two, team, two, two historic um, um, uh, universities coming together on the gridiron and the pageantry that happened off the field with, again, the bands and, and the tailgating. And this was just a celebration of Baton Rouge this past weekend. It was a men against boys in a lot of cases. Uh, but, again, the Tigers step up in class this week against Mississippi State uh, and that air raid offense. Uh, and to break it down for us, one of the best we have, from TigerDetails.com, their top columnist, uh, Ron Higgins, joins us on the program. Ron, how are you, bud? I'm good, Eric. How you doing? Doing great. Ron, again, for a guy that's lived in Baton Rouge his whole life, I mean, again, we've talked about it from watching Pistol Pete Maravich to the great LSU football teams. You've been there for all of it. To you to see Southern and and and, um, and and LSU play last week. Look, even though again, um, look, they, they were outmatched on the field. Just the, the vibe and and and, the, and everything that was going on in Baton Rouge. I mean, it was uh, it was it was so bad. I mean, I say bad. I mean, the traffic was unbelievable, and even more, even even tougher than any SEC game because all of Baton Rouge wanted to be in this game, even if you weren't in the stadium. They probably had. 200,000 people there and 100,000 outside the stadium. So it was absolutely, uh, it was crazy. But, you know, uh, there were no incidents. Everybody got along. Everybody appreciated each other. Uh, Southern Southern uh, fans, Tilgate of LSU fans, the, the bands were great. Um, it's like everybody was there at a party because they knew what the outcome was going to be. So it was like, let's just let's enjoy this night. Uh, we're not going to worry about uh, – you know, winning or losing because we know who's going to win, and they're probably going to win by a lot. Let's just enjoy this night and, and this this moment in history. And I think that was that really helped the fact that everybody kind of knew what was going to happen in the game. So sure. let's just enjoy the night of, of getting together for this for this game and uh, you know the bands and everything. It was real. It was pretty cool. Um. Yeah, no, it really was. I mean, again, look, uh, overmatched on the field. I don't know if those two types, those teams should be playing. When, again, when you just look at, you know, even LSU, who's really kind of in, in a rebuilding mode, right? Uh, you know, but just the physicality, the size uh, difference between HBCU team and, and again, an SEC power. Uh, but, then, nevertheless, it was, it was less about the game and more about, again, Bat Rouge. And, look, I, I bought into 100% of it from, again, from the human jukebox performing with the, with the Golden Band from Tigerland, the whole nine yards. I thought it was, it was great. And, you know, uh, and look, we might not see this in, in the coming years, right, with, again, the expansion uh, of, of the conferences and maybe having just one game uh, outside of conference. Yeah, you'll, you'll, 
mean, you, you, you rarely see this. I mean, I think that was the uh, that was the 16th, 16th game that a, a current SEC program has played against the current SWAG program, 16 games in history. Uh, the average scoring margin has been about 45, 48 points. So that was about right on. So that means uh, you, you probably won't see this much anymore because, like you said, the conference expansion and uh, you'll have one more conference game to play, one less non-conference game to schedule if the SEC goes for nine games. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a nice piece of history. You know, LSU plays Southern a lot in baseball. They play, they play baseball games together. They haven't played basketball. Uh, they, they've played uh, – they have played uh, women's basketball. So, uh, but, but the football's kind of like last sport, really, they hadn't played in. And so, it was good to – it was good to have it. It was a good night in Tiger Stadium, uh, and now it's time for LSU to you know move on to the SEC play. And uh, it, not an easy team to start with. Uh, I know people look at Mississippi State and say, "Well, uh, uh, it's you know Mississippi State's you know beatable there." Well, yeah, they're beatable, but Mississippi State has an offense that, quite frankly, it's really hard for. LSU to deal with, and LSU's had trouble dealing with it the past two years since, since uh, mm-hmm. Mike Leach has been there as coach. This is going to be a real test. I mean, you're talking about a rebuilt secondary going up against um, uh, the air raid offense. Mississippi State uh, blew out Arizona. Blew, uh, again, blew out uh, Memphis in their first two games of the year. So, again, uh, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, uh on, on offense, I think thing, I think the LSU's got to feel pretty good about Jaden Daniels right now, based off of again his first two games. They're feeling better about him. You know, he had a, he's, he's he's played he's played well in both. Uh, uh, had had better blocking last week. They they kind of moved some people around the offensive line to start. They changed some starters out, moved some starters around. Uh, he got better protection, and he was a uh, he was sharp while he was in there. I mean, he. He only played a, a quarter. <laughs> That's all he had to play. And in that quarter, he was 10 of 11 for 137 and three touchdowns and ran for a touchdown. Uh, so he was very sharp. He, he's been very sharp. Uh, but this is the, this will be the uh, the best defense he's probably seen so far. I think maybe better than Florida State. They're not, I'm not saying State's a powerhouse on defense, but you're playing SEC-type athletes all the way through. Uh and so, I mean, LSU is going to have to. I mean, their offensive line is going to have to block and and do the job they did last week for four quarters. Uh, LSU really needs to put together some drives in this game because the one thing people uh, probably don't know about Mississippi State's offense is that they look at all the yardage you get, but what they don't realize is it's it's a very it's it's while they do have chunk plays, it's a very patient offense. I mean. Right now, after two games, they're second nationally in time of possession at 39 point, uh, a little about 39 minutes a game. That's a lot of minutes. <laughs> and, uh, is, you know, yesterday, it, you know, we talked about LSU's offense uh, having to, you know, Brian Kelly talked about the offense having to work with LSU's defense in order to keep state off the field, you know, LSU's defense needs to get State off the field. LSU's offense needs to put together long, sustained drives to kind of keep State's defense off uh, offense off the field too. So he's played a team like this before, and Syracuse, same type of uh, offense. Uh, he was four and zero against them. 
but he said that the key really is, he goes, uh, uh, LSU's offense is going to have to do its part also. I, I really believe that, too. So, uh, yeah, State's a slight favorite, which didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And uh, But LSU is going to have to come out and uh, play a complete game. And, and last week, of course, was a uh, you know, it was over after a quarter. But you're going to have to play a complete game and play well. Last year, LSU held on in the fourth quarter to beat State. But uh, and in these past two games, last two years, LSU gave up 17 in the fourth quarter two years ago, 15 in the fourth quarter last year to State. State doesn't quit. They keep coming. So this is a, this is a very uh, tough start for LSU, a, a difficult challenge to come off right off the bat because of the rebuilt secondary like you were talking yeah. about. No doubt. And I think we'll find out a lot about that secondary. Now, now Banks may be back this week, from what I understand, and B.J. Ojolari may be back this week. So that can help on both ends. Obviously, again, the pass rush with, with Ojolari. And, and, you know, Banks is a guy with, some, with, with experience. So, again, maybe he helps that secondary as well. Yeah, the, Banks at Ohio State was a, um, a really good DB. Uh, he, he's been hurt. They've been running along slowly, making sure he's okay. Brian Kelly said he's about 90 percent. They'll know this week. They'll know like these next couple of days uh, how much they can get out of him during the game. Uh, and BJ is back. He'll be back full force. So uh, and it's all all hands on deck. Uh, you know, you're you're playing a quarterback in Will Rogers, which has been this in this system now. Uh, uh, you know, for for a couple of years, uh, and he knows his system. Uh, he's comfortable with it. You know, he leads the nation in completions per game and, and second passing touchdowns and tied for uh, third for yards per game. He's averaging 381.5. Uh, it, yeah, they beat Memphis. Yeah, they beat Arizona. Uh, maybe not two powerhouses, but they do have, uh, you know, D1 players, D1 talent. And I, I think, you know, State's very comfortable at this point, uh, more comfortable than they have been uh, the past couple years with Mike Leach as their coach. And the thing is, you know what he's going to do. You just got to stop it. There's no secret mm-hmm. here what they like to do. Right. <laughs> and that's the whole <laughs> thing. And yeah, Brian Kelly said it's like, it's like playing against an option offense. You know what they're going to do, but you have to stick with your assignments and be disciplined. Uh, and when you don't, they're going to expose you. So uh, that's basically it. You mentioned the offensive line again, uh, senior senior columnist for Tiger Details. Uh, 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 Ron Higgins is with us. Ron, uh, Will Campbell uh, at left tackle. Dellinger moves in the left guard. Turner moves back to center. Uh, Bradford was at right guard. Miles Frazier at right tackle. Uh, but, again, what we understand is Emory Jones may see some time. Uh, Shorts may see some time. Wire may see some time as well. But do you like the starting lineup as it, as it is now with Dellinger really moving to the guard position and Turner moving back to center? Yeah, it, it seemed – I mean, Dellinger obviously seemed more comfortable with it. Uh, Turner's, you know, played center before. They had, they had a couple of missed snaps in this game where uh, motion penalties when the, the turn in the snap that he was supposed to. But he's probably a better center than Dillinger is. Dillinger is more of a guard, and they, they tried converting, and that really didn't work that great. So now they're kind of going to go back to what they were doing. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think they're trying to sell a hard on a lineup on, on a – uh, 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 a line that they, they, they like. Uh, this line graded out well on film after this game. So they're hoping that this line can kind of 
can stick together and, and stay together. Um, uh, but Emory Jones, is, uh, he may be starting by the end of the year, uh, freshman. Uh, he was outstanding, though, in that game. Uh, and, in fact, they had one play where they showed him driving the guy off the field and planting the guy on the ground. Uh, he's a and there may be a reluctance to start two true freshmen in the, in the, in the offensive line, but if he's your best guy, you, uh, if he's a, the guy that you want to get and start and get a lot of snaps, you have to put him in there. So we'll see how that plays out. Hey, Ron, uh, uh, John Emery comes back this week. How much do you think we'll see of him? Uh, that's a really good question. I mean. They've been preparing him. It wasn't like he has in practice. I mean, he's been getting his reps. Uh, you know, I mean, they've they used three backs. They've been using three backs. Uh, well, they use four, absolutely. You know, I, I can see Emory, uh, you know, getting at least five or six carries, getting the ball thrown to him out of the backfield. I mean, if he comes out and, and, and plays well, they may keep him in there, get him in rhythm. Uh, but it, it's been kind of uh, – uh, Brian Kelly's demo these first few games to, to, to you know, put, put two or three backs in there at different times. Uh, Armani Gibbon uh, ran well last week. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, uh, Noah Payne, the Penn State transfer, has done well. Um, so they've, they've had guys who have been adequate the first couple of games. But if John Emery uh, comes back full force and is totally focused this year and ready to go, uh, I still think he can have a great, great year. Uh, I still, I guess, I still have faith in him. I mean, I, I don't think he was wasn't, a, you know, a five star for nothing out of the high school. Uh, I, I think the guy's got. I think he wants to prove a point. I really, I'll be shocked if he doesn't come out and play well the rest of the year. I think they need him. <laughs> I mean, he's the most yeah. dynamic back on, on on the roster. They need him. <laughs> I oh, yeah. mean, you know, Kane, Kane is a physical guy, but they need that that that. You know, guy that that scat back type, that, that guy that you know he can turn uh, you know a two yard run into a touchdown, uh, and and they're missing that. Um, the loss of Mason Smith, how big is that on the defensive line right now? Look, you're jumping in against an SEC uh, line this week, and uh, you know again uh, Mason Smith is expected to be a guy that was very very disruptive. He's gone now. Oh, as I mentioned, Ojalari came back. Uh, Sevion Jones played a lot last week with Ali Gay out. Um, how do you see this defensive line matching up against the offensive line of, of Mississippi State? Well, I mean, I think LSU's you know defensive line played well last week. They had a few guys out, but I think that. Uh, I mean, they, they certainly got the size to go against State. And losing Mason Smith was a—it's a, a huge loss. I mean, uh, there's really nobody like him on that line with, who's, who's that physical uh, and with that kind of athletic ability. But they've got other guys who are really, really good. I mean, uh, Jacqueline Roy's good. Uh, Guillory's good. Uh, Makai Wingo, the transfer from Missouri, he, he, he's shown to be good. Uh, you know. Uh, they're kind of, they're kind of like backup defensive ends. I mean, Desmond Little played really well. Ojulari Larry wasn't there last week. Xavier Carter's played well. I think that, and I think they like what they have. But yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll definitely miss him. There's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, but again, uh, you're looking at a Mississippi State team that basically uh, it, it pass protects. <laughs> That's basically what it does most of the time. Yeah, sure. Uh, it can run the ball, but but, but honestly, it, 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 
90% of the time going to throw the ball. And a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it is just as good as a run. that They swing the ball back out to their backs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball's out. They don't get sacked very much because that ball comes out of his hand pretty quick. He makes pretty quick decisions. So that's what's tough about this state team to stop is the, the ball comes out of hand quick. Uh, he spreads it around. He's thrown to 12 different receivers this year. Six different receivers have caught touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's one of the things where LSU is going to, again, I really believe that the LSU offense is going to have to do their part to keep the ball away from Mississippi State and to cut down on their on their uh, possessions. I mean, that I think that's going to be a huge key in this game. Yeah, pressure, you know, again, pressure is always, again, a, a, a way that you can shut down a, a passing offense. Um, and uh, we'll see, again, how battle-tested this, this secondary is going to be. Uh, this is going to be a big test for them. Offensively, it comes down to the offensive line. If, if they can give Daniels protection, obviously, again, uh, LSU is, is stacked uh, at the wide receiver position. I think, I think they're, 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 that Taylor's pretty good, again, when you come at the tight end. And I want to see Emory on the field, man, because I think he's going to bring a lot uh, to that offense uh, if he's allowed to be able to, again, catch the ball at the backfield and be part of that running game. So uh, it's, I think it's a big test for LSU going into this, going into the SEC um, um, schedule. Yes, it's, it's, it's a tough start. I mean, it's, it's, it, this is very unique, unique kind of team you play. Nobody else in the league really plays like that with this offense. Right. It's a very unique offense to, to take on the first time out of the game, especially when you have, have a defense still trying to feel its way in the secondary. That's that's mm-hmm. uh, that's. That's the, the tough matchup part for LSU is, uh, you, you know, you have five or six cornerbacks for transfers, and they're, and they're still trying to figure out communication, and, they, you know, there's still guys who, who get open. And honestly, this is, this is a big test, really, for Jaden Daniels. As good as he's been, as good he has been, I, sometimes I worry maybe he takes a little too long to get the ball open, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to be a big test because this is the first time you're playing SEC athletes from top to bottom, yep. uh, defensive linemen who can run, uh, you know, linebackers who can run from side to side, field to side, field, you know, cover the whole field. This is the first time you face that. Now, I think, I mean, even more so than playing Florida State. I think this yes. is, you, you truly get the SEC experience in this game with the SEC athletes, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm really eager to see how he does. Me too. And, and look, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, just watching him over the, again, a little bit of play at Arizona State last year, and then, of course, now he's a guy that doesn't throw guys open. He throws the ball late a lot after a guy makes his cut. It's, you know, it's hard to do that in the SEC and, and get away with it. And then you mentioned, yeah. look, he's got speed to, get, to, to take off, but then he's got guys that can, that can run with him in the SEC. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, again, how he performs. But, again, I, he's got, it seems they've gotten better every week. So that, that, that is – you know, what I've said since the beginning, uh, Ron, is I want to see growth, right? And I think we've seen growth from week one to week two. Hopefully we'll see that continue. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, he's a good athlete. I think he's uh, he's certainly shown right away he's probably the, the best quarterback LSU's ever had of getting out of the pocket and getting downfield in a blink. I mean, he'll get you 15 yards in a blink, run mm-hmm. downfield. And that's why, that's why it's so difficult for him to, to be patient and stay in the pocket because he knows – he can get 15 yards downfield anytime he wants, but you're not going to win football games that way. No, you're no. not going to keep everybody engaged and have your mm-hmm. offense balance out. So uh, he understands he's got to hang in and and make throws. And that, and against Southern, he did that. And so we'll see how he does it against SEC defense. 
Ron, tell the folks about Tiger Details and, again, how they can follow you on social media. You go to TigerDetails.com. That's our uh, LSU Rivals website. Uh, it's by subscription, but usually I'm outside the paywall. So if you go to TigerDetails.com, you can, you can find me outside the paywall. You can find me on Twitter at Ron Higg, R-O-N-H-I-G-G. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time. Look forward to having you back on the show soon. All right. Take care. We'll see you. There he is, Ron Higgins, again, uh, again covering the Tigers for Tiger Details. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. If you're a contractor, professional, maybe you're a business owner, maybe you're a property owner, maybe you're looking for general liability, uh, prof- uh, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp. Maybe you're looking for commercial property or automobile coverage for your commercial uh, business or, again, uh, your, your, your business uh, as well. Uh, why don't you contact my friend Dave Miet? Uh, an independent insurance agency that can search over 50 companies for the best coverage, for the best price. Uh, and, of course, they are there for you, which means they answer the phone, which means when you need that certificate to start a job, they got that for you, ready to go. Nothing more frustrating than trying to start a job and you can't get the insurance certificate so the job can get started. Man, it's a, it's a simple thing. But, again, sometimes it's very complicated for, for some insurance agents. A uh, guy that's got you back, again, uh, uh, from, from the time you, start the, you sign that policy on. Uh, again, in good times and in bad times, he'll be there for you to answer questions and to help you through uh, whatever you need in terms of information when it comes to your insurance. Uh, if you're a professional, if you're a contractor, if you're a business owner, man, think Dave Miet Insurance. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com, 504-556-0809. Or, again, you can set up a meeting for with him, again, in his office next to Shogun on, uh, on Veterans. It's Dave Miet Insurance. You want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. Coming up next, Les East, award-winning journalist, accomplished author of ChrisLeeSports.com, joins us talking Saints. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag. Wendy's Biggie Bag is still just 5 bucks. Get a double stack junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken BLT plus four-piece nugs, small fries, and a small drink. Grab your bag at Wendy's today. Includes choice of double stack JBC or crispy chicken BLT with four-piece nugs, small drink, and fries. U.S. price and participation may vary. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays are heavy from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for delays steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also look out for delays 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up 10 westbound right at Clearview. If you're traveling along the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from St. Bernard to Canal Boulevard and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. 
JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. I want to thank Ron Higgins of Tiger Details. Join us to talk a little Tigers. Uh, we turn our attention back to the Saints. We'll also talk some Tigers as well. Uh, my next guest is an accomplished author, uh, guest award-winning journalist, CrestCitySports.com, Saturday Down South. You know him. Les East joins us on the program. Les, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. How are you? Doing okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've recovered from, from Sunday, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better than, than I was. I was a little bit, uh, uh, little bit, uh, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in the way the Saints played in the first three quarters of, of, the, um, of the game Atlanta, against Atlanta. I, I expected more from them, uh, but again, they did come back on with the greatest comeback, fourth quarter comeback uh, in team history. Uh, which is a, a good thing, and you beat the Atlanta Falcons, which is a good thing. Uh, and but now you got the uh, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on tap. So again, it doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. And this is a, a, an interesting matchup because you know I think we all think the Saints are better than they played in the first three quarters, and yet if they make some of the same mistakes or, or get beat in some of the areas where they got beat for three quarters against a better team, they're, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They, they can't count on the, the type of fourth quarter that they had very often going forward. They've had a tremendous amount of success against Tom Brady in the regular season the last two years, but that's not something you can bank on either. The Buccaneers were very impressive against the Cowboys the other night. So at this point, you know, I, I think the story this week is really 
do the Saints validate high expectations or uh, were those first three quarters against the Falcons a red flag that we didn't see coming that's going to continue to be a red flag? Yeah, let's hope not. I mean, again, uh, I think on paper this is a very good football team. And, uh, you know, I think they can win the division. I think they have a chance to challenge for the NFC Championship. They didn't play like it in the first three quarters. They played like it in the final quarter. But hopefully, again, that was a wake-up call. And this was, again, what everybody's been saying, that you didn't play your starters enough in the preseason. Uh, you know, they got off to a slow start. I get it all. But, again, it's the NFL. You only get 17 shots. And you can't allow – you can't slip up in some cases on one because things are so close with parity now that, again, losing one game that you should have won might keep you off the playoffs. So – You know, again, we'll see how they play out uh, this weekend. But this is a bigger test, especially when you start looking at the defensive line of the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is stout. Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, Golston on the outside. Again, you've got, um, uh, uh, what is it, Uh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Tyron Shanka Joe, and also, again, Shaq Barrett, who can can rush the passer. I'm worried about the inside with Hicks and Vea against the guards of the Saints. Uh, with, uh, you know, again, uh, Andres Pete and, and also Ruiz, who, who, again, both did not have very good games last week. McCoy's one of the best centers in the NFL, but he can't do it by himself. Those two dudes are a load up the middle. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big focus this week in practice and in game planning is to figure out how to handle that. The, the offensive line did not play great uh, against the Falcons. I'm not sure it's quite as bad. Uh, as it might have first seen, because I, I think some of the pass rush issues uh, were, were a team-wide problem or an offense-wide problem. It wasn't strictly offensive linemen getting beat by their counterparts. I think there were running back and quarterback issues that were part of that as well. But they didn't run the ball very well either. Part of that was getting down early. Part of it was time of possession. But they, they're going to have to be able to run the ball with some success against the Buccaneers to try and neutralize their pass rush, and then they're going to have to do a better job in um, pass protection, uh, the line and the offense as a whole. And it's going to be a real challenge because we saw what the Buccaneers did to the Dallas offense the other night. Cat Terrell asked um, uh, uh, Coach about the, uh, the injury to Alvin Kamara. This week, uh, and unlike Peyton, he actually answered the question, uh, saying that it's a rib issue. Doesn't think it's it's um, it's very serious, but they did sign Latavius Murray today. Yeah, I, I think that's an insurance policy uh, that they want to have him available if uh, they need uh, to call somebody up. He's familiar with the offense. He's a veteran. He's somebody they trust. Uh, so I don't know that that means Allen's answer yesterday. Uh, it was less than what it seemed to be, which was him saying he didn't think it would be a big deal he'd be able to play. But it, it's just doing your diligence to make sure you have a plan B because you don't know what's going to happen with a rib uh, injury. You don't know until you see how well uh, Kamara can practice. So we'll know more Thursday and Friday. and We'll know a little bit tomorrow. But when we get later in the week and we see the practice participation and then the game designation, we'll know more. But it was smart to have uh, Murray on hand in case you do need him. 
and I mentioned this earlier, lesson. you know, this is their M.O. You know, normally they wait till the second week of the season where they don't have to, they're not on the hook for a vested veterans, a fully guaranteed contract for the year. Uh, they, again, that's not, that's not guaranteed after, you, uh, after the first week. Uh, and so that you'll see them bring veterans in and put them on the roster. And, and look, they, they've needed another back. I thought they might bring Murray in during the training camp, but they didn't do it. So, again, it, it makes a lot of sense to be able to bring in a Latavius Murray. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we've been talking about this really going back to the spring and, and, and Darryl Williams from, from LSU as a potential candidate, someone they worked out because, you know, with the possibility of a, a Camaro suspension, which isn't hovering as big a dark cloud now as it was earlier, but it's still not something that's been completely resolved. They never really brought in that extra veteran running back, or at least they didn't keep anybody that they brought in. Uh, to start the regular season. So that's been an issue we've been following since way back in the spring, and and it makes sense that they would have somebody on board, and you're right about the financial considerations. So uh, the move makes a lot of sense from from every angle. One thing that was concerning last week, uh, Atlanta running all over the Saints, uh, 76 yards, I believe, for Mariota, 120 yards for Patterson. A lot of those yards, again, for Patterson up the middle, up the gutter on the Saints. The Saints have prided themselves on being a team that stops the run and and not allowing a 100-yard rusher. They did both last week. Yeah, and I'm not going to excuse the poor performance, but I think there are a couple of factors that maybe aren't things that are going to be issues uh, going forward for the entire season. One was the fact that you really didn't know what the Falcons' offense was going to look like. It was changed completely because Mariota is a much better runner. Matt Ryan wasn't a runner at all. So there was some unknown there about exactly how they were going to utilize him in the run game. And then the Patterson thing, I think there was – there were more missed tackles than the Saints normally have. And that's partly because he's a very powerful and tough runner. And part of it gets back, I think, to the lack of contact in preseason games for the starters. So I think the tackling will get better. I think they'll be able to scout other teams better. And so I think you can remove those two factors going forward but nonetheless it was a poor performance and they have to do better and I, I i don't think those two things alone will solve the problem i'm also surprised they didn't go tempo more throughout the game than they did in just the fourth quarter obviously it changed atlanta the way atlanta played defense uh that gave them again gave uh, uh winston a little bit more um uh, time to throw the ball but let's let's go back in time go back in your mind's eye when when Peyton first started and he had the type of weapons again and and look a lot of those weapons today are better than even Peyton had when you talk about Olave and Landry and Thomas okay you're looking at uh, you know even uh, Jawan Johnson how he played last week at Taysom Hill uh, you know you look at the running back position with both uh, uh, Kamara and, and and Ingram that, that, that's a lot that's a lot of great weapons on this I'm surprised they didn't go tempo more. I'm hoping that we'll see more of that with with Pete Carmichael going forward. Yeah, and I think we probably will. I mean, this is probably a better receiving core than Sean Payton ever had in the entire time he was here. And uh, and tempo was certainly it was a turning point in the game. And and I don't know. Certainly, they were going to go tempo anyway, down 16 with less than a full quarter to play. But I think part of the 
what turned the game was Atlanta just went soft. After they took the 16-point lead, they didn't bring as many pass rushers. They sat back in a sort of a semi-prevent defense, and the, and Jameis Winston just pounced on the opportunity. They went hurry up. They got in a rhythm, and, and the Falcons could never stop them after that point. And I, I think that Pete, Pete Carmichael's a smart guy. I think he's going to know going forward that – uh, the hurry up is something that obviously Jameis Winston enjoyed on uh, Sunday. It's something that needs to be in the back pocket each week. And if they are struggling again in the future, I think you'll see him go to that uh, more quickly. Looks like Godwin's going to be out. Again, that, that is a plus. But then again, Evans is, is playing well. Perryman, uh, again, playing well. Julio Jones looked pretty good on Monday night. But again, he's a hamstring away from being out. Russell Gage, ex-Tiger. And then, of course, Donovan Smith, their left tackle is out with, again, a total rework of the inside of the offensive line for, uh, for Tampa. And eventually to see, again, how they match up. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things that are key for the Saints defense. I think it would be a big help if they get Pulse and Adebo back. That's going to be something to watch on the, the practice reports this week. But I think also the defensive line is going to be a big factor in this game. They didn't have a great game against the Falcons. The the uh, Bucks offensive line is a work in progress. The defensive line should be a strength for the Saints. So if the Saints are going to uh, have a good defensive effort, a better one than they had last week, I think it's going to all start with the defensive line having to play a lot better than it did on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt about it. Who do you like on Sunday, uh, Aless? I mean, can, can the Saints put together four quarters and continue their dominant, their regular season dominance of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks? They can. Uh, I, I think this is going to be one of the more difficult games of the weekend to predict. You know, if I were going to have to pick a team, I think I would probably go with Tampa because they had the more. First of all, they were the better team last year. Secondly, they have uh, they had the more impressive performance the first time out of the gate, and so I think right now they look like a, a team that that's at a, a slightly higher level than the Saints are based on the, the limited work we've seen. But given how much success Dennis Allen has had defending Tom Brady the last two years, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Saints are able to replicate that kind of performance on Sunday and come out with a win. Let's, uh, as we let you go, tell the folks about your great book. Uh, also, again, how people, folks can follow you on social media and, of course, where they can find your writings these days as well. Yeah, thanks, Eric. The book is Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. You can find it online at all the major distributors, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, social media, people can follow me on Twitter at Bless underscore East. Uh, I've had an awful lot of Saint stuff here over the week last week and a half on crescentcitysports.com. I'll have more, and I've had a lot of LSU and Mississippi State coverage on saturdaydownsouth.com, so folks can check out both of those fine websites. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Eric. That's uh, Les Cease, again, uh, accomplished author and again, an award-winning journalist with us here on Inside New Orleans. All right, don't forget about uh, my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Come on tonight. The AC's not working. 
Man, all you got to do is remember acpromise.com. There are 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. There's after-hour service for you with a Burkhardt employee answering the phone, dispatching a Burkhardt truck with that Nate certified technician out to your home. Only doing the work that's necessary. And, again, we'll, we'll be there quickly. Uh, whether it's your home or your business, you need to get that AC up and running. It's Burkhardt. They'll, they'll take care of it for you. That's acpromise.com. Truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Springview Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we now have a major medical breakthrough that has helped thousands of men. The wave technology at Springview Medical uses gentle pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We have 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University, showing our technology treats the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. No more pills and no more side effects, just more blood flow in the bedroom. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED and regain your love life, Grab your phone and call us now. You'll qualify for the assessment exam, even the blood flow ultrasound totally free. And to the first 10 callers now, you'll get a gift that can produce immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. This is a $650 value totally free to callers now. 504-313-4000. That's 504-313-4000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction by treating the root cause. Call Springview Medical Clinic now to qualify. 504-313-4000. 
504-313-4000. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating Now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. All right. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. I want to thank our guest today, Matty Hudak. Also, again, J.C. Allen uh, of uh, Pewter Report. Uh, Ron Higgins of uh, Tiger Details and Lessees of CrestedEsports.com. Of course, you can catch Maddie's stuff over at Saints Wire. She's also the Tulane Sideline Reporter. All, all again, appreciate all their time today and uh, on their contribution to today's program. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast on the Anchor app or on your favorite podcasting platform. We try to have that up for you about 20 minutes after the program ends. So, again, uh, again, you can check that out at your leisure. I want to thank Rudy back at studio, uh, again, for producing our program. also want to thank all the great sponsors to sponsor our show. You can go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our show. We thank each and every one of those sponsors, but also we thank you uh, because uh, one thing you guys have done for me uh, and our sponsors, the support of our sponsors over the last 20 years has been phenomenal. Uh, you go out there, you support the sponsor. They understand that, uh, and that's how this thing works, and we appreciate you doing that as well. Coming up next, it is uh, Jude Young with All Access. Always good to hear, hear Jude on the radio. I would move. Keep it right here. And as always, New Orleans, I thank you so much for checking out the program. Remember, we go back to a reporter's roundtable this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Gary Smith and Renee Nato are my guests. And as always, again, appreciate you checking out both TV and radio shows. Uh, to say I'm blessed is an understatement. Until tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, my name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone.